Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Hello, welcome to Monsters University. This is episode 12, and I am here with Class Unknown. So let's set the vibe and let's get evil. (laughs) 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 Okay, awesome. Monsters University is a homebrew tabletop uh, modified D10 system that I have made up. It's very silly. We're very rules light here, and uh, we're just trying to have fun. This is also an 18-plus role-playing game. So if you are under the age of 18, close out of this browser right now before something happens. I don't know. Um, So last episode, the players uh, were in the crumbling Temple Malvina, deep in the Atlantic Ocean, surrounded by this bubble of air as the ocean surges around. Uh, But inside of this bubble is the beautiful, pristine Castle Namatsi, uh, which Wade's Mer family is the king and queen of, or the king of. But you guys aren't in this fancy, beautiful, new uh, temple. You're in the old temple, Temple Malvina, which is crumbling. The verandas are falling off. The railing is all gone. Uh, The carpets are molding. There's sea salt flecked on everything and the smell of like rusty uh, metal in the air. And you are investigating a necromancer's bedroom. There are two twin beds in here, and one of them is occupied by a necromancer in deep, dark lace petticoats and long skirts. And their bones, their flesh is desiccated, and it's just like this bright white skull underneath. And in the next bed, is the same sort of um, situation, just bones. But this person is clearly a warrior. There's rusted away plate armor, and they're holding a little uh, sword um, by their bed. And their ribs have busted open where Bender and Carnilla have pulled a few items out. So unfortunately, Carnilla could not join us today. That's Roxy. So um, we are going to say that Carnilla has gone back uh, with a little bit of a stomachache to the main castle. So the rest of you are staying here and investigating. So let's start off with introductions. Let's go with Ricky in the corner over here first. Hello, I'm Ricky XXX Rails. Uh, I'm playing Chasworth. He is a uh, reanimated corpse Frankenstein-ish monster and also a prep and the school uh, president. Awesome, Dev, who are you playing? Hi, I am Girlbot Div. I am playing Kate Bender Stone, uh, a zombie who's really kind of just a burnout who likes to bang her girlfriend a lot. Brad. All right, Dahlia. I am Dahlia Von Knight, and I play Zizix Lips, and I am a goth bimbo clown. Perfect. Lily. Hi, I'm Lily Demona, and I am playing Mel Violence. I'm a former mean girl uh, from hell. What a crew. (laughs) And so you all stand here inside of this necromancer's bedroom. 
bender, you have just plunged your hand inside of the necromancer's chest and you came out with this like bone bracelet. It's got merfolk bone, it's got human bones, um, and it fits your wrist just perfectly. You put it on uh, and it whispered to you to throw it. You did so. And when it landed, a skeleton just sort of emerged from the ground where it landed. And the skeleton, um, I believe you asked it what happened here? Yes. The skeleton looks around and it replies, 27 years since I've been summoned. Why do you bring me to this place? Must I tell you? Uh, yes, but mostly because we don't even know what we're doing here. And there seems to be a lot going on at this wedding. Well, many years ago, I was forged to help in the Ten Years' War. We were fighting the Australian mermaids. They had numbers, weapons far greater than ours. We turn to the darkest of hearts, necromancy. And the skeleton sort of shuffles over to the necromancer and like bows at the edge of her bed. My former master, sacrifice herself, her and her guardian to save us all. What did they do? They powered the generator they forged it themselves with their own souls. I fear it is still on. How did the generator help you win this ten war, ten year war, protect yourselves? Oh, it is no simple generator. It is a generator of the most powerful magics, the darkest and evilest potency. It is a generator of necro. The skeleton looks like this is a evil thing. Shouldn't be saying it. Is Wade still here with us? Um, Did Wade come and investigate the castle with y'all? He did. Okay, then yes, he's still here. How is Wade reacting to this? Wade looks pale. He's normally like a reddish orange mermaid with like deep scales going further down. But you see like a very pale color on his cheeks. He says, my family, uh, they said, uh, they said we had new weapons, but uh, didn't think they would stoop so low to this. Stoop low. Hey, some of us are dead. Necromantic magic is perfectly valid, especially in war. Some sort of death is, uh, is fine, but uh, this sort of necromantic magic, it could kill hundreds, thousands at once. It did. I never knew how they got it, but I suppose the generator was here all along. You all are, like, standing here in shock, absorbing this information. 
The skeleton stands up, turns around, bends over the cavalier's bed, puts the sword uh, a little more in place in their hand, closes up some of the ribs that have opened. Your oath served well. You protected us all. Spends like a little moment in quiet contemplation and he stands up again and says, he comes over to you, Bender, and he says, do you have any more commands, Master? I'm just gonna like look to the group. Uh... <gasps> You're Wade's now! And I just point at his face. The, <laughs> the skeleton sort of nods and says, well, I belong to the possessor of the bracelet. You own it, and therefore you own me. My life is at your service. Wait, is the little guy the bracelet? Like when I when it threw okay. Yeah. Uh, he's got mostly human bones, but some of them, especially the ones further down the legs, look a little suspiciously mermaid. You're not sure how they would work if he was running. Hmm. I mean, do we need this little guy for anything? Could come in handy. Can you make any drinks? I'm thirsty. Yes, master, of course, at once. I'm gonna pull out the stuff I found in the cooler and give him like the mixtures and stuff like that, see what he's got. Okay, he gathers up the two bottles that you picked up and he brings them over to an ancient looking like stone cabinet, slides it open. There's like a very dust covered like salt and glasses and he starts making you a little mixed drink. <laughs> I think we have a pocket bartender. Who knows what else he's capable of. <laughs> Can you make something with like cotton candy or something? Once again, I feel like a Never mind. Forget that last part. <laughs> Call it candy drinks, please. Something happy. <laughs> okay. Um, he turns on like an ancient looking machine underneath the bar over there. And it's a sugar spinner. And so it's like, and he's like got a little stick. He's spinning up some cotton candy to put on the ribs of your glasses and stuff. Um, so while the, the skeleton is occupied, Wade looks around at you all and he says, well, we must find the generator here. Turn it off forever. Weapons like this, too destructive, even for my father, especially for my father. Are you sure about that? I mean, it looks like it might have saved your people and something. Just maybe you want to think about it. It could be useful. Jazz, you're right. But I simply cannot understand. You must know, necromantic energy, it produces this gas, this fluid, it's bottled, it's stored, it's the most potent bomb, and it doesn't just kill, because you die, a monster can go resurrect you, go to the hell world, the underworld, find you, right, or, you know, like Bender here, but uh, this brings you into this eternal undeath, your soul ripped from your body, never to see peace. It's, uh, 
too much. But uh, I do not think that I should make this decision alone. I will let you all choose. We must find the generator and disable it, turn it off, destroy it. I'm not sure. Well, sounds like the most fun I've ever had at a wedding. What's, uh, what's everyone thinking you want to do? I vote we, we wreck it and just be done with the whole nasty necromancy water effect. Wade is like, yes, that's my Taz. And he like, pulls you <laughs> a little closer. What say you, Zizix? What say you, Mel? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't. I don't like to make any drastic decisions that either I didn't have a hand in starting or, like, you know. I don't know if this is my place to make this decision, but I'm not going to stop y'all from doing whatever either. I agree. I'm kind of just scared in the back. I feel like uh, yeah. I'm just a follower. <laughs> From my experience, sometimes, you know, that whole evil you know is better than the evil you don't. There might be unseen repercussions with doing anything. Yes, she's, you're right. It's the right way, like. You just might really need to complicate a thing with your father. Yes. It will complicate our relationship, but it already has. I can't believe he never told me. Do you know he knew? Well, I suppose not. You will have to confront him. I will have to find the truth at any cost. Maybe that's what we should be doing then. Talking to your father and letting him know what we found. Not yes. necessarily blowing shit up. I do like blowing shit up, though. <laughs> yes, well, while we are here, let's go and see if it is even still on. If it is still a problem. You all are sort of standing here conversing in a circle, and the skeleton bartender has this, like, elaborate mixed drink. It looks like a sunset, like, beautiful colors, and it's got, like, a little pink piece of cotton candy up on the top. And he hands one to each of you. Uh, and when he gets to use his eggs, he hands it to you and says, Here, cotton candy, as requested. Do you like it? I take a drink and I light up, jump up and down. This is exactly what I wanted. Thank you. The skeleton uh, kneels down before you and says, Yes, my task complete. Summon me if you have more for me to do. And <laughs> turns into a little... Uh, bracelet on the ground again. I'm gonna like nudge Wade towards the bracelet. Take it, take it. It's no. a pet bartender. No, this uh, it feels wrong. I I don't like profiting off of my father's necromantic rituals here. 
I, I do not want it. And he sets it up on the table. Honestly, I feel like Bender, your reluctance to have it is why you should be the one to keep it. Just gonna pocket the bones. <laughs> uh, Save it for a rainy day. <laughs> and if anyone can figure out how to release it or you know give it some kind of freedom or something, it's definitely you. Uh, true. We are kind of working a lot with the undead lately. Maybe we could figure out some new spells. Well, I guess we take a, a look around here, see if we can find this generator. Wade, like, finishes the last of his drink and slams it on the table. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so a lot of you walk back into the main room. And this is sort of like a ballroom party area, maybe also serving as a courtroom. There's like a big throne up on one side and like bench seating and um, benches on the other side too. So it's like a, a three-sided amphitheater thing. And um, it's rotten molding. Bender has fashioned a few of the like rotten velvet uh, pieces of fabric into a nice cape. Um, so there's a few torn down on the side, but it looks like everything has been untouched since this place was abandoned. And you look around, there's the hallway you entered and there's the door that you just came from. There's one more door on the same side. And then uh, the left wall is just completely gone. You can see the ocean uh, outside of the bubble out there, the sand, you can smell the surf. to check out the, the first door. Okay. You move to the door that's on the same wall as the one you just exited from. You twist the lock. It's not opening. It seems like maybe it's just jammed, maybe from the other side. Uh, we'll try to kick it in. Okay. Give me a fight roll, Chaz. Let's see how you fare against the door. A D&D player's worst enemy. An 11, you kick it, and one of the hinges on the top comes a little loose, but it doesn't go all the way in. Um, your fresh legs may be kicked a little higher than you were expecting. Can I get a little uh, help over here? I'm having some trouble with this door. I think it's jammed. Maybe it's a sign we shouldn't go in there? <laughs> I'll stay back here. Yeah, where's our wrestler, our stone stone wrestler when we need when we need them? <laughs> Camilla was feeling ill. You do notice on the table though, Camilla has left um, the dagger that was pulled out of the cavalier. And it's um, decorated with the, the symbols of Demeter, the moon, the sun, the hunter. Um, and it's got uh, like a silvered blade and it looks decorative, like maybe it hasn't been used for much cutting. Does it look like it could be used as a key? Like, does the door have a lock? The door does have a lock. You could go and investigate it. Give me a flight roll if you want to check that out. Um, actually, I'm probably going to try to brute force the door. I'm going to roll fight. Okay, go for it. 
okay, you go over and you look at the lock and you're like, complicated, no. <laughs> and you go, give the door, uh, do you like shoulder slam it? Or are you going for a kick? Shoulder slam, just like. <sighs> okay, you shoulder slam and it goes, it moves a little bit, but it looks like you're gonna have to work together to get this door open. One person pushing alone isn't enough to do it. Same time, same time. Okay, uh, the two of you wanna do a little timed run? All right, one, two, three. Oh, another seven. Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, Bender, roll me a fight. Try to press. There we go. 21. Okay, Chaz, maybe you just like tap the door a little bit, but this time Bender really goes for it. And the weight of your dead body slamming into this door um, completely breaks it. And it looks like there was maybe a little wooden piece or something jamming the door from the other side. It splinters. And the both of you fall in a little heap on the inside of the door. <laughs> Doors open. <laughs> Just thumbs up. <laughs> okay, the two of you on the ground, uh, Mel and Zizix, you kind of step over them and walk inside the room. And when you get in, you are confronted with uh, a steel plate. Most of the middle of the room is covered by this steel plate. It's um, maybe a big rectangle. There's like a little pathway along the edges of this room, but the majority of this room is just this giant big something inside of like steel plates. And as you walk in, there's a little control panel with maybe four or five buttons and a little lever on the side. Uh, this looks dangerous. Mm -hmm. Uh, have any idea what this lever does? Yeah, you can go up and take a look if you want to infect it. Roll me a flight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, there we go. 17. You take a look at it. I'm not sure you read this like underwater mer language that it's written in, but you understand arrows. It's got like a little up and a down right next to it. Yeah, I still don't know what this does. <laughs> Anyone else want to take a crap? Sure, but it does look like the lever on the side controls like an up and down mechanism. But up and down of what? Like, what am I moving? I don't know. <laughs> Steel walls? Yeah, does it make the walls go up and down to reveal, like, what is in there? It's possible. You'd have to try it to find out. Uh, anyone else want to try this lever? <laughs> Wade walks into the room and he says, Sissix, it's all right. You can uh, give it a shot. We'll be here. A fight or a flight? Are you pulling the lever up or down? Oh, no. Um, down? Okay, you pull it down, and you hear grinding to life, a mechanism, straining. You see the, um, the gray silver metal sort of sliding down into the floor. Looks like there's like a little groove for it. You hold it down, it slides slowly, slowly. And you see inside, just like a almost like a giant fish tank. There's water inside. Oh, you look a little closer. 
It's not water. It's swimming ghosts? Souls? You look a little closer still. All of you step up to this like aquarium tank in the middle of the room. And inside are ghostly pairs. Two people locked in like an eternal copulation. And then you look and there's another. And you try and focus on them, but they're suddenly out of focus and gone. And you can see behind them another pair. Um, Somebody's doing like doggy style. Somebody's riding. There's all sorts of uh, physical uh, acts and people and different mermaids and humans, necromancers, cavaliers, all sorts of people trapped, banging inside of this weird uh, aquarium. They don't look alive. They don't look like they recognize you. They don't even react when the walls come down. Mm, Looks like we found someone's dirty little secret. Doesn't look too bad of an afterlife though. Is this the machine we're supposed to be looking for? Wade walks a little closer and he touches the glass with his hand. Yes. It's a necromantic energy generator. I never thought I would see one in person. Uh, it's uh, They're trapped. All of them. Unable to reach their bodies. Unable to go to any sort of afterlife. Stuck here. Physically stimulated for eternity. <laughs> I mean, coming Hot. from hell, there's worse things than than this. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there are. There are not many worse faces that I could imagine. Stuck forever, not even knowing you're trapped. Well, maybe if it was with you, Chaz. <laughs> I can give you some this. Well, I suppose this is where we have to decide. Do we turn it off? Do we leave them be? Wait. Bill, you've you've been to hell. Do they look like they're in pain? Do they look like they're suffering? Because, I mean, if they're into it. Yeah, I don't know. Not to me. And, like, we don't, I don't, we don't have enough information, in my opinion. Do we know if they, like, made this choice willingly? Because, like... I know a few people who would choose this willingly. (laughs) Wade is like, yes, well, we know at least the two out here. They chose it. They must be in here somewhere. And he, like, sort of looks around, and suddenly there's, like, long black petticoats. He's like, there. That's them. They chose this. They offered their sacrifice for the home world, for the homeland. I see them working hard in there, keeping us safe. (laughs) <laughs> She's like sucking dick really hard. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we need to go talk to your, your dad about this before we make any decisions. Yes. Perhaps it is less horrible than I imagined. I'm glad we looked first. And he like does a little circle around the, the um, aquarium. And he says, look, over here. You all move towards it. There's like a little um, hole like a little drip collector. And coming out is like an iridescent drip. It looks like ectoplasm fluids of some kind dripping out of the generator and into a little tube that goes up into a little alchemical set. And you can see it uh, dripping outside into like a big puddle. It looks oily, black. 
As soon as it touches the water, it sizzles and burns as it drips out of these pipes into the open ocean. What the very least? Is it? Oh, go, go for this. Is it jizzing into the sea? <laughs> you all found my jizz generator. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna head up uh, to go talk to the dad now. Yes. All right, let's go to the castle. Find my father. See uh, what he has to say for himself. You all take the bracelet and the dagger. Who's got the dagger on them? Uh, Bender has the bracelet. I'll pick up the dagger. Okay, Chasworth, you have a little dagger of Demeter. And you walk out past the hallway that you came in, and you see again that uh, altar of Demeter, which looks abandoned, um, old, crusty, uh, covered in like salt water. But there's like molding food and offerings at the, the little stand. And um, give me a flight roll as you all walk past this room. That's everybody. We'll see what you spot. Zizix, do you want to roll flight? Okay, so Bender and Zizix, you are maybe walking first, a little faster past this place. You're not looking inside the room. You're worried about what's outside. Um, you see some people playing volleyball on the beach, somebody yelling over there. You're um, uh, sort of focused on what's going on outside. But inside, Chaz and Mel, you notice a little almost imperceptible slither behind you, the snaking of a tail maybe inside of the building, rustling. The, the fabric of the carpet. Maybe it knocks over a candelabra in the other room. Chad, did you see that? I think I did. I don't think we're alone in here. Yeah, there's definitely something else here. I want to go check out the altar a little bit closer. Like, Okay, so you're walking sure into the was, side room yeah. of the altar? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to follow with the dagger. Ooh, okay, okay. So the two of you uh, walk into this room on the side and you see um, there's a curtain wiggling a little bit and uh, the pane of glass was gone. So it's pretty clear that something just jumped out of the window in here. Yeah, see, this is why I don't like to get involved in things because stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> Things okay. have been escalating. I'm going to go to the edge and look out the window so I can see anything. Okay, so Chaz, you're looking out the window. Mel, you are checking out the altar. You go a little closer, and now that you've seen the dagger, you notice right in the front of the altar, there's like a little bowl, and then in the front of the bowl is a little slot. It almost looks like a coin slot, but it's got like a little diamond shape, like the edge of a dagger blade. 
And you think you could probably slide the dagger into it if you wanted. Just as you're checking that out, Chaz, you pull the curtain back, and as soon as you touch the like moldy uh, fabric, it all falls down to the floor. And you peek out of the window, and you see, sliding into the edge of the water bubble, a black scaled dragon, serpent? You're not sure. You only see a flick of the tail as it swishes away. Hey, Chaz, you still have that dagger, right? Oh, yeah. You need it? Uh, yeah. Like, seems like it might be a place for it over here. Oh, I'm going to toss it over to you. Do you see anything out that window? Um, I'm not exactly sure what I just saw. Would, like, maybe scaly or something? Is that what you said earlier? Something like a tail? Alright. Well, let's see what this does. I guess we're already here doing stuff. <laughs> so I'm going to put the dagger in the altar. Okay. Now you slide the dagger into the altar. And it fits perfectly. It's a little grainy. You have to knock some salt out of the way. Um, but you slide it in. And suddenly the altar hums to life. There's a little waterfall pouring out of the center, filling the bowl in front of the, the dagger. The, the top section has a little light in it like pops on and you can see highlighted a like moldy uh, tiny orange and a couple of other little ritual foods like a cake uh, nearly unrecognizable covered in mold there's not even any flies anymore it's been here for too long and you look up and you see a lighting strip along the top of the hallway you can see it lit and uh, activated along the entire hallway back into the other room looks like maybe this was a security system of some kind there's like little cameras and um, alarms and stuff every 10 feet or so. I'm gonna run to the other hallway and, and yell down to the others in the party and be like, hey, that's us, we found something, we turned stuff on. Okay, Bender and Zizix, you are nearly out the front. You are excitedly looking at the beach, checking stuff out. Can I have both of you give me a flight roll to see what you see as you're outside? Not Bender's specialty today. Uh, Bender, how do you miss this? What are you doing as you walk outside? Uh, I'm just going straight for the beach, like ready to wash the like ribbons and rags out and just like get all salty. Okay, perfect. So you are running up to the, the beach. Uh, you got sand in your toes. Zizix, you are maybe walking a little slower. You got heels on, right? Um, so you are um, sort of making your way over to the beach and you look to the right, it's the room that Chaz is in. You see just on the edge of the air bubble, that tail sliding into the water. You see almost a, a long neck attached, maybe a sea creature. You see a flipper, a little flipper on the side. No, you see two, you see four. You see sort of like a giant sea monster creature sliding away into the edge of the water. Oh, you're muted. And now you're still, oh, there you go. There we go. Okay. I scream for Div and 
Tell them to come, come, I see something. Um, and I don't know, explain what you just explained. And uh, say, like, I, I like snakes. <laughs> Should we go see what it was? Sure, I'm going to run back and, uh, yeah, to Zizix and look over at it. Okay, you look at the spot, but it looks like this thing was moving really fast. It's long gone. Chaz, you yell from the window, yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> I look up in, in, in shock and uh, I'm ready to say, oh, they must have saw it too. And... Uh, I don't know. Is Chaz gonna come back down? Is he gonna come down? Is he staying up there? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I'm gonna head down now. I'm trying to reform with the party. Okay. Yep. Wave him down so we can all reconvene about this creature that we can that we just saw. Okay, Mel. Anything else you wanted to do in this room before you take off? I want to see what happened in the other room. You said there was a light strip that led back to the other room, so I want to go check that out before we leave. Okay, you take a little cursory peek back to the other room, and you look at those two doors that you went into. They've got sort of like a plasma, almost, shielding over the front. You left one of the doors open a little bit, but you can't see inside anymore. It looks blocked off, walled off by this energy field. And the little, like, strip of light all across. It looks like there's, like, maybe every 10, 20 feet an alarm or a camera or something. Okay. I would like to go back to the altar and take the dagger with us. I don't want to leave it. I don't know what I've done, really, and I don't want to leave it this way, so. Okay, you slide the dagger out, and you can see everything power down. The lights turn off, the water starts draining from the basin, um, and then you walk outside and you see that the, the shield over the doors is gone. Okay. I'm going to head back down with everyone else. Okay. So the five of you meet on the beach. And Wade is like, all right, what do we do now? Should we talk to my dad? Should we see if someone else has information about this? Maybe my sister knew. I don't know. I'm afraid this could go badly if we ask the wrong person. Could go badly anyway. Machine is gonna get that big monster pregnant. It's just coming into the ocean. That's how it works, but. <laughs> yes, the uh, necromantic ectoplasm, it's uh, a danger to everyone around. If it touches you, it uh, changes you. Yeah, at the very least, that, that leak needs to be fixed. The maintenance, you know, needs to be tightened up on that. Yes. I fear my father, he would not admit what he did. He has not acknowledged or handled this. It's possible he didn't know, but I worry. I mean, since we're at the beach, is, can we like enjoy it a little bit? And I'm gonna like snap my fingers and then like, I'm in a flaming bikini. Awesome, like active flame looking up your bod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Wade is like, yes. Do you all enjoy the beach? I will go talk to my sister. 
I'm gonna see what she says and if she knew about this. I know it's her wedding tomorrow, but uh, this cannot wait. Let us know what you find out before you do anything else. I will. I will come right back and fight you. Chaz, you'll be all right while I'm gone? Of course. You're gonna be okay and I don't wanna pull him into a big hug. He hugs you back. You can feel him shaking a little bit. Yes, I will be all right. I am just, I'm sure they did not know. I'm sure they did not know and I'm sure they will fix it. Hey, if things like we're getting too real, we can always just book it back to the universe and you say the word. Yes, you're so kind, Chas. We may leave. I am not sure. And uh, Wade gives you a little peck on the cheek and then he waves at everybody else and says, I will see you in a few hours. Have fun on the beach. Enjoy yourself. It is a party after all. You look around and there's tons of people partying around you. Uh, people are getting wasted. There's like people sipping out of little coconut drinks. <laughs> there's a bunch of people surfing. Honestly, I could go for another one of our little necromancy friend drinks bender maybe would you like to summon him yeah <laughs> i'm gonna pull him out of my pocket and just like toss him hey bartender there's like a little poof and he spins into existence in a little whirlwind of bones more bones than could be possibly be in the bracelet molding together and turning into this like uh six foot tall merhuman skeleton he says yes master what are your commands Drinks for all my friends. Yes, of course. Cotton candy again. Could you make it mine at least uh, with brimstone, something smoky and smoldery? Reminds me of home. Of course, Your Majesty. I'll give it a try too. Same. Sounds cool. Yeah, let's try it out. Okay, you see the your little bartender friend, he pulls out of his chest cavity the little drink mixer that you gave him. He marches right over to the bar. And the bartender's like, hey, what are you looking for? Oh, 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 hey, okay, uh, yeah, cups are over there. Help yourself, I guess. He's and the best. he starts making, <laughs> <laughs> the bartender's like, okay, thanks. He starts making like a sulfuric drink. You see him pouring like liquid smoke in and uh, um, fireball whiskey and a few other things. And he brings it back over and it's in sort of like a, a rocky cup, um, like a carved cup. And uh, it looks like it would break any other type of cup. It's like roiling and boiling inside. He hands one to each of you. Your command master. Nice, thank you. This is delicious. Perfect. And Chaz is gonna take a sip and then like immediately kind of start like coughing, like trying to keep it down. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it burns so good. Oh, a little strong for my taste. <laughs> I think it's all right. Skin just dripping off. <laughs> Okay, can I have everyone roll a fight roll for me to see how well you perform with this spicy little drink? 
Okay. You all are kind of struggling with it. Even you, Mel. It's stronger than your usual drink. Maybe a little extra sulfur, and you feel your bikini get a little hotter in the, the sulfuric presence. Um, you choke it down, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty strong, and you're feeling the effects. Same with Chaz and Zizix. You're getting a little floaty. You feel your fingers a little tingly. Um, Bender doesn't affect you at all. You don't even really feel drunk. This sort of like runs right through you, maybe literally. <laughs> I will say, even if I'm struggling with this, I'm really impressed at your skills. Are like, you talking to the skeleton? To the skeleton, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, thank you. I practice. I would love to ask you, what, like, what else are you good at? What other skills do you have? Well, master, I am skilled in uh, anything you need me to be. Dexterity is not my forte. And he sort of holds up his bones and they're a little shaky. I am uh, getting up in years. Okay. <laughs> he uh, reaches up into his little chest cavity and he pulls out like a tiny crossbow, like a little arrow and like a hand crossbow. And he says, I am also proficient in this. Should you need me to assassinate your enemies? Bender, if you don't want that bracelet, you ever, you, maybe I have some uses for that. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's yours. I mean, he's yours. All right. The skeleton looks at the two of you and kind of bows. He's like, Father commands, Master. I'm good. Hey, bartender, have you ever seen a, like a black dragon, scaly, long tail? thing around the castle? You're talking to the bartender at the actual bar, not the skeleton? Uh, no, I was talking to the skeleton. I just okay. called the bartender. <laughs> okay, he um, stands and turns towards you and he says, Yes, there are legends, but I did not believe them to be true. We definitely saw one today. You saw the Black Viper. Just the tail end. Well, you are lucky indeed, and you should check your pockets. The Black Viper is one of the greatest thieves that has ever hit here. They are a slimy, scaly beast, but no one has ever seen its face. In fact, there's never been a photograph taken of it that wasn't extremely great. This monster, it's, uh, it's the best thief that has ever existed. Has pulled off Thousands of heists, stolen from every great museum, every castle, every stronghold. And yet it is never caught. The perfect robbery every time. And it leaves simply a single black mask with a snake around the eyes. And it says on the inlay, the Black Viper. A legend. This is the legend of that uh, thief who stole the thing from Wade's family. Yes, sir. The Black Viper stole the Midnight Star, a gem of the Namazi family. It's true. Uh, 
I don't I don't want to keep calling you skeleton. What's what's your name? Do you have a name? I have none, but what you give me, master. All right. Um how do you feel like Jeff? You like Jeff? Jeff. Jeff. You may call me Jeff, the bartender. Great. Well, Jeff, I also have a question for you. and i pull out the dagger from the altar we found this and i stuck it in the altar and activated something do you know what it does i have seen this before but not used it myself it is the key to the security in the temple malvina only a few have ever been made it is an ancient artifact of uh sylvia Demeter. Demeter. An ancient artifact of Demeter. Okay, do you know what turning the security system on does? Does it help to protect against the Black Viper? Well, there's not a security system in the world to protect against the Black Viper. It's gone through Then, high security, low security, never been caught. Then what's the security system for? who is it meant to protect against Well, it was developed thousands of years ago. We're not sure. Temple Malvina was merely something the Nemazi family came to use. They did not build it as they did their own uh, castle nearby. And he like points at the big shiny castle that they're having the wedding and stuff in. That's where y'all are staying. All right. Well, I think we just need to wait until Wade gets back and see what he figures out with us. Thanks, Jeff. Of course, Master. Thank you for the name. And if you're not giving him any further commands, he's going to do his little bone whirlwind and turn back into the bracelet. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I pick up the bracelet. Okay, you pick up the bracelet, you slip it on. What do we all do? Uh, you have a few hours to kill on the beach. Do you want to party? Do you want to get drunk? Do you want to go swim in? Yeah, I want to go mingle with some of the other guests to see, you know, who all's here. Okay, perfect. So Mel is out mingling, dancing, chatting with people. I think Jazz might be in a little bit of a more moodier mood, knowing how you know, upset chat or uh, Wade is right now. So I think he might just sit on the beach or something, maybe think. Okay. Chaz is in deep contemplation, tanning on the beach. I'm going to take out my water gun and put it in my drink and take out some of the drink and fill it with water gun and then sit there and squirt it in my mouth, put my sunglasses on and uh, just hang out. People watch. You spray a little bit of this like toxic sulfuric drink in your mouth and it sizzles into the air as you like, choke down the fireball whiskey. <laughs> Bender, what are you up to? I'm also going to just chill at the beach. Just get some rays, yeah. The party gets a much deserved little break from the investigation and y'all hang out on the beach. And I think with that we will take our little five minute break. We'll be back in just a minute monsters, so hang out.
Hello, monsters. We are back. So, <clears throat> the party has investigated the crumbling temple, Temple Malvina. And they found a little necromantic toy, a bracelet that turns into a little uh, bone servant. And uh, they also found a few things out about the castle, like the necromantic generator that is leaking into the ocean that Wade's family possibly created. So Wade has run off to the castle and he's talking with some people about this, trying to find out what's going on. And um, the four of you are hanging out on the beach. Uh, you are uh, chilling, relaxing, thinking, drinking a little bit. Mel is over here mingling. Uh, Mel, is there anybody in particular you want to talk to or anything you want to find out? Um, mostly I'm just trying to do some networking being that, you know, I'm kind of in the in that aspect of hell, it would benefit me to always have high connections. Absolutely, and this is something that you're practiced in. So you are moving around, and you are quite the sight in this like flaming bikini. Everyone wants a little piece of you. Everyone wants to chat. Um, there aren't very many people here who aren't mermaids, sea creatures, uh, things that easily live on the bottom of the ocean or can live without breathing. Um, so there's not a lot of like humanoid creatures like you all. You get a few stares on the beach and lots of people want to talk to you and see where you're from, ask about Monsters University. Okay, Mel, there's a little lull in conversation and you come back and you join your friends. And uh, as the four, you were kind of chilling on the beach for a second. You see something run by. Bork, bork, bork. It's a little dog. But as you look, uh, you realize it's not really a dog. It's made of balloon animals. It's almost making like a little squeak noise. Squawk, 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 as it like runs around the beach. It looks lost. And there's no one sort of playing with it. That doesn't look too merman-ish. Sussex, do you see that? Yeah, I, uh, that definitely looks like it would belong to me. Do you know do any I of the have... clout? I don't. I think I might need to start looking. In fact, none of you have ever met another clown. Not really. You're looking around at this dog. Everyone on the beach is looking at it too. Like, maybe a little scared almost, not sure what it is. I think I'm gonna run after it and uh, try and catch it. Okay, give me a fight roll. Let's see how you do against this little balloon dog. 17, okay, you're chasing it and it takes you a minute, but you capture it. How do you catch it? Um. <laughs> um shoot i feel like having like another balloon like rubbing other balloons that i have together might be kind of like morbid because it's made out of balloons um so i'll probably just do the usual come here puppy it's okay and you, then you bend one of your balloons into like a little treat shape like a little dog toy Try and play oh balloon. yeah i like that mm -hmm. okay and the, the dog comes up and he's like bark and it like grabs your toy and is playing with you. Um, you see, it's very well made. It doesn't look like it was made today either. It looks like a 
maybe a, a construct or something that a clown has given life to. And you look it over and it looks um, expertly done. Like, maybe you could learn from this person. I looked it up. Not that you're not I'm a baby expert in your own right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a baby clown. <laughs> I lift it up, looking at it, and I kind of like speak to the dog, but everyone else around me is saying, like, I think we need to find uh, whoever made this pup. I kind of turn to the crowd and say, anyone know where this this dog came from? You know, Zizix, I think I did see another clown around here. I'm not really sure where they ran off to, though. Okay, okay. So I run off into the crowd with puppy in hand, looking for this uh, other clown. Okay. So some of you are all sitting, scanning the beach, looking for a clown or somebody who may have lost a dog like this. Zizix, you're in the crowd. You're running through. You're checking them out. Uh, anybody who wants to do a search can roll me flight. What if our search is more networking, like talking to people? Okay, you can roll a flirt for that, for sure. Do I still roll one? Yeah. Oh. Aww. I think it'd be pretty easy to see the only other clown here. <laughs> it would, and you're looking, but you don't really see that clown again. You remember it, Mal. It I do. A, a round clown. Uh, you remember distinctly it had like little red pasties for a bikini. It's like clown noses. Yeah, I hadn't um, made my way over to them, but I remember seeing them. You think back, and Mal, you realize that you saw it run over towards... Uh, away from the, the city, the castle, the temple, just sort of into the beach in an area where there's not really anybody swimming or anything. And um, Chaz, you also rolled really well. So as you're schmoozing the crowd, what are you doing? What's your strategy? Um, I am, you know, describing just the cutest little puppy and stuff and things and just getting people all on board of, you know, the cuteness or whatnot. So just trying to help find this missing dog's owner. Okay, you have a circle of maybe four people around you listening to your story about the dog, and they're all like, oh, you must be so good taking care of this puppy. Let us help you. <laughs> and they all are, um, you get a couple of phone numbers on business cards and stuff like that. Uh, and you also get the info that this clown has been here for a few weeks. No one really knows where she came from, but uh, people have seen her around. The little clown pasties. Memorable. You think Wade knows the other clown? I'd expect him to be coming back soon. Possible. He might be pretty busy for a minute. I'm not sure how that conversation is going to go with the sister of all this. That's true. So, Mal, do you go check out the, the place where you saw the clown run off to, towards the, the sort of unpopulated side of the beach? Was that? No. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I go check it out. <laughs> are you going solo or are you bringing your friends? Um, I'm going to tell them what I saw and then see if any of them would like to go with me. 
go with. Sure. Same. Okay. So, um, Dal- or, sorry, not Dahlia, Zizix. <laughs> you are holding the little dog uh, under your arm. It's like trying to lick you with its little weird balloon tongue. And uh, um, you're walking over towards the unpopulated side of the beach. Suddenly you hear carnival music almost. You're not sure. It's really faint. But you hear like a little like merry-go-round noise. Carnival music, people laughing. You look around and you don't see anything. And suddenly, as you take a few steps towards the edge of the beach, and you can barely see the people behind you anymore, the party going on, you see faintly in the distance, a little food stand. It's got uh, a big balloon animal on the top of it. Are you guys seeing this? I think we're uh, headed in the right direction. Yeah, I'm hoping this doesn't, like I'm getting some killer clowns from outer space sort of vibes. So let's hope it doesn't go that way. <laughs> oh, come on, you'll be fine. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> All right. A shamble ahead. Finally, something I can relate to. <laughs> okay, you all head up towards this. Uh, you see as you come a little bit closer, it's a popcorn stand. And it's got sort of on the top of it, a big box of popcorn, like stuff flying out of it. And the balloon animal on the top has like its face in the popcorn, like a little popcorn on strings flying out around it. Walk closer and there's no one here. There's a really big popcorn machine inside the stand though. It's like a a vat of popcorn and you can smell it. It smells like butter and grease. Mm. Um, I look down at the dog and say, uh, is this where you're from little guy? And then you say, hello, hello, anyone here? The dog is like kind of trying to squirm out of your hands. You set him down? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you set the little guy down. He like runs back into the, the stand and like hops up onto the counter with his little paws. And he says, fork, fork. Someone there? You call out and you don't hear anything. You walk a little closer knock on the front of the stand suddenly out of this like giant vat of popcorn pops the clown and there's popcorn flying everywhere they try and scare you the best they can uh do they get you yes Pop goes not in. me i've been i've been expecting something weird <laughs> like <laughs> you know just gonna okay. jump and uh, maybe hop behind bender Also going to jump, but like be a body shield. (laughs) I love it. Very (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Okay. So the lot of you finally meet this clown. Um, They're very round. Um, They've got those, those pasties on that I described earlier. They've got sort of like suspenders on over the top and then like a little gold and uh, red speedo that matches the outfit. And they've got um, those like traditional like red long clown shoes on. And they like hop out of the, um, the vat of popcorn that they're in, spilling popcorn everywhere. And they're like, oh, hey, it's nice to see you. My name's Hokey. Hello, hello. Hi, Hokey. Nice to meet you. Do you shake her hand? Yeah, with my buzzer. Ah, the two of your buzzers clap and zap <laughs> each other. 
And Hokey's like, ah, you got me, you got me. Wow. I haven't actually met another clown before. Me either. Yeah. Do how, how do clams, cl clowns like re reproduce? Like if y'all don't know each other. Well, uh, what where do you come from? You asking old <laughs> first time you meet me. Well, you know. Well, it's actually a funny story. Uh, a popcorn sure. stand plays a part in it. You know, a, a clown grows from sugar into a little cube and then it's got to be compressed and put through a popcorn machine and spun in a candy machine and put into a carnival ride and if you do it all right then you get all hokey oh my gosh we're back to killer clowns from outer space vibes <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it i'm so here for this <laughs> so Sizzix, you came from candy or sugar cube why do you think I like cotton candy so much? It makes sense now. <laughs> Hokey is like, well, thank you so much for finding my dog. I uh, didn't know what I was going to do without her. That would have been quite a help. Uh, tell me, is there anything I can do for you? Since you found my old squiggles here. He gives squiggles a little pat on the head. What can you do? <laughs> Oh, well, uh, it's quite a personal question. I, uh, um, <clears throat> well, if you're asking, we could exchange candy. And she gives a little, like, honk, honk. Yes. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> well, uh, right here, right now, Hunky looks like a little nervous. I've, I've never done this before. We can give y'all some privacy if you'd like. Well, this is also like sudden. Meeting another clown. Exchange of candy. Um, I pull my um my corset down. I think I have some in here somewhere. Well, I suppose I'll find it. And she like sort of uh, acts like she's going to dive into your corset. <laughs> What kind of candy would Sizzix have? Um, it's a very personal question. <laughs> I'm gonna say the strawberry cream savers. Okay, like a little hard candy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Hokey like grabs a piece out of your corset and is like, "Wow, strawberry! That's uh, that's real nice. Thank you." I, uh, <clears throat> well, I'll show you where I keep mine. And she, like, puts your, she grabbed two pieces. And she sets them down on the counter. It's a little bit of reverence. And she, like, okay. And, like, dives down into her little Speedo and is, like, searching around and uh, comes back out. She's got a handful of, like, a chewy candy, like Starburst or Mamba's. Mm -hmm. They are, like, a sour flavor. Mm, I love some sour. I grab Two pieces. And I say, are you going to open mine up? I want to see you taste it. Oh, oh, this is better than I ever dreamed. Hokey is like going to unwrap one piece. She's going to like put it in her mouth a little bit. So sweet. That's what I like to see. Yeah, you, you want me to eat it? 
please. She makes a big show of like dropping it into her mouth and like getting spit all over and like it, it's all like red strawberry flavored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I take my finger and taste some of that, take some of that spit from her mouth and taste it. Okay, it's like, oh yes, honk honk. <laughs> <laughs> Are the pasties what's honking? Yes. Okay, like perfect. Little, each perfect. one is a little nose. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought this trading candy thing was going to be like a euphemism. Like, this is wild. <laughs> I'm so confused and so turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have thrown my bracelet down so I can get a drink while we observe this. This is exactly I like not I never would have guessed what clowns having sex would look like, but honestly this totally fits. This is perfect. I mean I'm so tickled by this. Yes. Awesome. Your Jeff the bartender swirls out of like a little whirlpool of bones. He's like, yes master, drinks on the way. Quietly though. Don't disrupt what's going on. And can you make some special ones for our clown friends? Thank you. Um, I guess I try her candy next. Hokey like comes real close while you do it and you feel like her very round curves touching you. And she says, yes, put it in your mouth. Yeah. Um, I lick it to taste it first, observe, it's and then it's um, sour, so I make a face, but um, I say, like, that's just what I needed, or that's exactly what I thought you would taste like, and oh. eat it. You see, uh, one of Hokey's suspenders has, like, a little clip on it, and it's got a little flower on it, and as soon as you, like, uh, put it in your mouth and taste it, the flower just like squirts all over you. <laughs> Y'all can't handle the clouds today. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Um, it's strawberry flavor. No. In case you were wondering. That was good. Yeah. Well, that was quick. And I taste it. Everything about you tastes good. Oh, well, oh, Hokey's feeling pretty nice over here. <laughs> well, uh, I, I suppose I should give you my number. I, I don't know. Do you, do you want to talk again? Yes, please. I, uh, I gotta be honest. I've only been here a few weeks and it's, it's real lonely. There aren't any other clowns around and, uh, you know, all these mer people, they're a little scared of me. You know, I, I squirted my flower juice on one of them and they didn't even say thank you. I know exactly how you feel. My friends right. here have taken me on lots of adventures and I feel a little out of place, but I think me and you could be friends. Oh, and, well, that's so you know. nice of you. Where are you from? We could, we could go candy shopping together. Ooh. How'd you get here? Did 
did you fly on a meteorite like me? Uh, no, my whole class here came together as a group. Your class? Oh, you all go to school together. Where at? It's actually a, monsters. It's a really good school. It's a Monsters University. Live me up. <laughs> oh, he sort of like uh, grabs Zizix and walks over towards the two of you, or towards the three of you waiting. He's like, well, you all have to tell me more about this Monsters University. I've never seen a school that would accept a clown before. Well, we are... You fit right in. Exactly. It's a very accepting uh, collegiate school. And they're all monsters there? It's only monsters. Well, you're telling me all of you are monsters now. <laughs> Why do you think I have a flaming bikini? <laughs> she, like, gives you an up down. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, uh, if you would like to get some information about it and come possibly apply, we can help you with that. So it's in Las Vegas. Las Vegas? Wow. I have to say, I'd love that. If you all would have me. For sure. More than area. Hokey, like, uh, looks at each of you and is like, thank you. Honk, honk. Beautiful. <laughs> Jeff, I think, is... Uh, Jeff has drinks for both of you. Jeff is, like, standing there completely silently. The two <laughs> fancy drinks with, like, uh, one of them's, like, a sour and one of them's a sweet. Mm, perfect. Um, I take a little note, a notepad out of my boot and... Uh, can you write your number down for me? I don't want to forget. Oh, well, I, I'd like to, but I don't actually have a cell phone. It's underwater here, you know, so we don't get a lot of cell service. Uh, here's my number, though. She writes 17 on the paper. <laughs> uh, it's a real nice one, don't you think? So uh, I like it. pointy. Um... How are we supposed to supposed to communicate? Do we just well pop up? Are y'all gonna take me back to your to your school? Yeah, we got room. Yeah, I tried to apply to the Mer School here, but they said mermaids and mermen only. I wouldn't be able to participate since you know I can't swim and all that. Mm. Sounds good to me. I've got nothing to worry about then. I have to say, you're all mighty fine people. Monsters, I mean, very inviting. I uh, I think I scared the locals around here, you know? They all seem uh, real nervous. There's some big party or something happening. Yes, that would be um, my, my boyfriend's uh, sister's wedding right now happening. Oh, that makes sense. It's a real big party then. What, is she the queen or something? Someday. Oh, all right. Y'all are mighty important people. Honk, honk. Uh, <laughs> makes me a little nervous. Speaking of Wade, I'm a little worried that we haven't heard back yet. Um, do you think I can send Jeff quietly to go check on him to make sure he's okay? 
Jeff, you can sneak around real good, right? Jeff is still not talking. You told him to be quiet. So he's like, is that like, you know, how does everyone feel about that? I, I would like to see if Wade needs any help with anything. That's a good I idea. think it's a smart idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jeff, quiet. Make sure no one sees you. And uh, quick as can be, go over, find Wade, come back and let us know if he needs any help. Jeff nods at you and he looks down and he pulls out a little, uh, some of his toe bones that make like a little clinky clink xylophone noise while he walks. So he's much quieter now. He steps through the sand towards the castle. Not a sound. Good thing I had him make his drinks before he took off. <laughs> Hokey takes a little sip of her drink and says, so you all are here for the big wedding. Uh, you leaving this week, tomorrow? That's the plan, as far as I know. We gotta get back to uh, Monsters U with classes. Yes, classes? Oh, tell me all about it. I want to hear so much more. <laughs> I'm gonna spend the next, I don't know, 20 minutes regaling her with all the accolades and why Monsters U was amazing in the best school. Hoki is, like, absolutely transfixed at this, has never heard of anything like this, and cannot wait. <laughs> She uh, turns to you, Zizix, and is like, are you, are they nice to you there? Did they, uh, you mm -hmm. know, talk to you and stuff? They talk to me, yeah, but I'm the only clown there, so of course it's a little, uh, little hard, but I have all my friends here, all I need right here. You'll be fine. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm, I'm a little confused how I got here, I gotta admit. I, uh... Just sort of woke up and I was traveling through the atmosphere on a meteor and just like rocketing towards the ground and here I landed down on the ground. I went through the water and then I landed on ground again. Where, where even are we? I believe we're currently off the coast of Australia. Australia? All right. Do you know where you, you were before the asteroid stuff? Where did you come from? Where did I come from? You know, now that I think about it, I can't remember anything before the asteroid. Hmm. I mean, I must know some stuff about clowns because I, I, I mean, I knew what to do with my candy. She looks a little like flushed and nervous, but uh, I don't know. You're not an intergalactic space spider, are you? Because now I'm getting a little bit of it vibes. She like looks down. Well, I only got two legs. I, I don't know what what makes me a space spider. It's cool. I just wanted to ask. You're you're fine. My <laughs> friend, friend is from hell. I've seen a lot of crazy, crazy things. Oh, I'm sure you have. Do you come on a meteor here too? No. Actually, I got here different because I had some pressing matters in hell to attend to. So I just was able to hitch a ride that way. But I think my friends came down with Wade. Ah, well, I'm mighty curious about what's happening, but you know, I'm real happy to have found you all. And 
Happy for the invite to your school. Thanks. Honk, honk. Zizix, do you remember coming to Earth? Are you from here? How, how did you get here? Um, I don't remember too far back, but I know I'm from San Diego. Yeah, and you've been there for a few years. Yeah, lots of years, yeah. <laughs> you grew up here. Mm-hmm. And when you were created or arrived, how did you get here? I don't remember that far back, but I was always just the clown next to all the other humans. <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes it'd be real nice if the face paint would wash off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hong Kong. Well, I suppose I've been forgetting my friends here. Do you want to want some popcorn? It's not like candy, I promise. <laughs> sure, you still have some popcorn while you wait for Yeah. Jeff. Okay, so you all crunch down on some popcorn. You're hanging out, talking to your new friend. And uh, maybe 20, 30 minutes goes by. And you see Jeff uh, coming back from the castle. He's put his toe bones back in. He's running a little faster. He's still very clumsy. You see, he's not very fast. Here comes Jeff. I wonder what he has to say. Master, I've spoken with Wade. And is he okay? Does he need any help? He's all right. He seems distraught. But uh, he's outside the castle, if you would like to meet him, Master. Thank you. That's all I need from you now. Bone whirlwind back into the bracelet. I'll pick it up. Well, I guess it's time to go get the good news. Or the bad news. But I'm just glad he's okay. He's all right, after all. <laughs> That's true. Hokey's like, I'm going to pack my popcorn. I'll see you all back at the castle. See you, you there. Over to where Wade is. He's sort of sitting on the beach, his head in his hands. I'm gonna come and sit next to him and put an arm over his shoulder. Hey, so uh, how'd it go? Well, uh, well, I better sit down for this one. It turns out uh, my family did know. My sister knew, but my dad knew. I guess it's the only way they saw winning the Ten Years' War. And they all thought it was an acceptable cost. Do you know how many were touched by this necromantic magic? Twelve thousand. An entire city in the Australian cohort turned into monsters, their souls trapped. I, uh, don't know how to deal with this information. Forgive me, I. But my family was different. It might not be all bad. I mean, I think we might have seen those souls, and they weren't exactly, you know, tortured. I would say we. 
Having a good time. Wait. You think those 12,000, they're in the machine? They're inside, producing the ectoplasm. Yes, yes, we've seen it. Oh. Well, truly, there are worse fates. And I suppose they were not asked. Not in the way that the necromancers here were. Well, spoke to them and they uh, said they are ashamed of the choice that they made. And they closed it all down and no one has entered it since. Not in 27 years. And they asked me to decide. My father says it is good practice for being king one day. <laughs> like I would accept that. Wade, I'd love to just let you know that being a daughter of a high-ranking demon in hell. Um, family dynamics can be tough and sometimes we can be disappointed finding out what has happened. But um, it does seem like your family cares about you and that's really important. I have a really good relationship with my parents, but you know, not everybody gets that and not everybody has family that is willing to be honest about their decisions and involve you in them. So I, I know it doesn't necessarily help, but I hope, it, I hope you feel better. Wade is like really deeply touched by that. He says, yes, I suppose you more than most understand the struggle, the expectation. A lot of pressure. So much pressure, yes. Even this deep underwater, I feel it. Yeah, sometimes your parents treat you like some kind of experiment, a creation. Yes. I suppose many of us come from uh, an environment designed to push us to a certain thing. And yet, we still choose our own paths. What path are you going to take with the generator? He like looks up at you all. Truly, I, I do not know. I am torn. I wish to set them free, but they will not really be free. They will simply be done, finished. Go to their afterworld, whatever they believed in. Is this life, this eternal bondage, this I don't know. Necromantic orgy. Is this better? I mean, I would say so, yes. But... <laughs> yes, you think I should leave them? They enjoy themselves well enough? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any pressing reason to feel like you have to make a decision right this moment. You're right. Oh, it seemed pretty into it, yeah. I pull out the dagger and I give it to Wade and I explain the altar and the dagger and what Jeff told about the security system. I'm like, I think this should stay in the family. You are so right, Mel, and very thoughtful. Perhaps we should uh, solve the leak, shut down the, the access to the room the bars back up. That way they can stay there in peace. 
That seems like a good idea, I think. I agree. All right, friends. Will you come with me? Absolutely. Of course. All right, so the crew heads back up to the temple, Malvina, and you uh, walk above the, the precipice, um, the stairway outside on the veranda, back into the main room. And uh, Wade grabs the, the knife of Demeter and says, Goddess, forgive me, plugs it back in. Well, I suppose it is secure enough from up here. Now we must solve the leak from below. What do you think we should do? Should we bottle it, use it, or simply divert it somewhere harmless? Maybe a reservoir somewhere. I totally want to bottle some. Please, uh, feel free. Yeah, I would like a bottle too. Okay. Uh, Maybe Jeff, the bartender, gets sent out to go grab a like a flat of mason jars and fill them up, and everybody can take one or two if you want. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> this uh, ectoplasm, this uh, energy juice, yes, it has many many purposes, but uh, be careful. If it touches your bare skin, your skin will no longer live. There is no way to restore it. So, don't get it on you. Not unless you want to look uh, maybe a little more like Bender. I don't know. Would it help you? Hey. Hey, no offense meant. I simply mean your uh, undead caricature. It may even refresh your uh, maybe less fresh areas. You could try. Can I rub some in? See if it's a new moisturizer. Yeah, it's like... Uh, sort of shiny, oily a little bit, but your skin underneath looks the same as it did the day you died now. Go ghost cum refuels my skin? I need to tell my ghost girlfriend! <laughs> this is awesome! Y yes. I mean, it is a special process. You see the, the refinement over here. There's like a little bubbling alchemy set. Yes. Bender is not paying attention and just nodding and staring at the bottle. I think Sarah will uh, like this information very much. Well, it seems like we've figured a lot of things out while we're down here, except for the whole Black Viper thing. That is true. Did the Black Viper steal anything? I am confused. There was no mask left, no theft. Not that we found. Hmm. I wonder. You know, my father has said, he's nervous. They have a, a replacement for the Midnight Star gem that was stolen many years ago. It is an important family symbol. You see, my mother made it before she died. And um, the replacement, it's in the ballroom. My father has greatly increased security in there and he wants to make sure it is not stolen, but he's afraid the Black Viper has not struck in many years and this event would be perfect. Perhaps it was casing the place. 
possibly. I mean, perhaps we could stop them from trying to steal this new one. Yes. I think my family would like that very much. I know my sister, she plans to get married beneath it. It is the greatest symbol of our mother we have. It would mean a lot to her for it. Not to have anything go wrong with it tomorrow. Perhaps we should uh, go look at it. Yeah, make sure it's not just been stolen. Yeah, make sure there's not just a mask there. Okay, you all head to the ballroom and there's a, a security checkpoint here set up now. It wasn't fully set up last time you were there. Um, when you walk in, your irises are scanned with a little like computer device. And the person asks you who you are and who you came with and where you're staying. And uh, you have to answer all those questions right at her. They won't let you in. And uh, of course, you all know that stuff. So he lets you into the ballroom. And you see there's like people with clipboards running around. There's somebody like fixing the, the flowers on the altar. There's somebody... Um, playing the, the piano, um, getting the timing just right to make sure people can walk down the aisle with the, the right amount of time. Uh, just like lots of wedding pre preparations. This is gonna be the biggest party in probably 27 years. Wait, do you know where it's at? Oh yes. And you all walk into the main room and he says, look, just up here. And you see this like beautiful black gem and it looks maybe a little small for its spot, but it's got inlaid in it like a big um, star, like a six pointed star inside of it. Um, and it looks holographic, like as you move left and right, it's sort of shimmery and Wade says, this is not uh, exactly what it was like. You can see it was a bit bigger and this one is made of glass, not the, the gem itself. And the priceless artifact, we will never find it. But this, it has the memory. Well, it's beautiful. I mean, your mom was very talented if this is uh, what it looked like. Thank you. If you'd like, Wade, I can put in a request for a security detail from Hell to keep an eye on it through the night. Oh, you would do that. Could they come tonight? For sure. I, if, I, I think so, as long as they're available, yeah. I have to say, my, my family would be in your debt. I would greatly appreciate it. For sure. So I, like, disappear in a cloud of smoke for a little bit to go, like, see what I can find. Okay, so now you poof down into the underworld for a few minutes, and uh, you're talking to your dad, I assume? Um... Yeah, or just like, you know, whatever various connections I have at this point. Okay. Because I have my own security detail in hell as well. So I might just assign my own personal security detail to this. Okay. Um, maybe your dad had assigned you um, like a, a personal assistant who stays in hell and manages all of your stuff. Mm -hmm. She is a succubus and she's like sitting at her little desk in your front office when you get there. Type Perfect. away on our little keyboard. Yes. Hello, Mel. You have arrived. How can I help you? I need a uh, security detail 
for a mermaid wedding that I am attending. Ah, you must be referring to the Namatsu wedding. Yes. Perfect. How many would you like? Uh, how many can we spare? We're trying to protect something against the Black Viper, and apparently they are a really good thief. So the Black Viper? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Not even. I'm afraid we may not be able to provide as much help as you need. The Black Viper you see has stolen from us here in hell. And our security cameras caught nothing except for this blurry little image. And she like points behind you and you see like uh, from the like fiery waters of the pool in front of your dad's castle, like a little maybe neck, arm, limb. You're not sure. It's all very fuzzy, but you definitely see it's that like black scale that you saw. Okay. Well, what can we do? Well, I can have two Ifrit and a genie. At least they could stay there and, and watch. I'll take it. Happens. I'll take right. what we can. Um, I'll have them with you in five minutes. Thank you. Of course, ma'am. Anything else I can do for you? Uh, no, just tell dad that I missed him while I was down here and I'll catch him next time. With your permission, I will tell him that the Black Viper Maybe striking. Your father may be able to divert additional resources. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Maybe he and the Nazis could grow closer over this. I know they were deeply furious at their heirloom being stolen. And your father's item was of a very personal nature as well. Yes, I definitely had that in mind as I offered our resources. As having them as allies would be helpful in the future. You are so thoughtful now. You will make an excellent leader someday. Daddy taught me well. Indeed he did. Okay, and unless there's anything else you want to do, you would poof back up to the Namasi place. Okay, and when you arrive, um, there are two Ifrit and a genie who sort of show up. Ifrit are like a big fire monster golem thing. And uh, the genie are sort of like a, a fire wind that you can see is like wearing clothes. Um, they don't really have a face or discernible limbs or anything, um, not until you speak with them. So you would almost look past them if they were standing in the corner like a decoration. Wade, I have a small security detail that I was able to bring. Um, there might be more resources available, but right now this is what I was able to get from hell. Incredible. Did you all know your friend was so powerful? Not exactly, not this powerful. It's pretty impressive. Yes, yes. Uh, the Namazi family is in your debt. Well, let's make sure that we can deliver on protecting your jewel. Thank you. Okay, friends, and with that, you all prepare for the wedding. Um, you're going to the party tomorrow. It's going to be pretty rad. Is there anything else that you want to get done uh, before that? Uh, 
I summoned Jeff one last time for some drinks because I'm definitely going to put him to use. <laughs> Jeff uh, does not look tired at all. He looks excited to be coming out of his bone bracelet. He's like, yes, master, more drinks. And I would just like to say it's been nice to have a little bit of time away from all the imp trouble, trouble at the university. So I'm even for all the trouble we've had down here, like, it's, it's a nice break. Yeah, you all realize, maybe you haven't been thinking about it very much, but since you've been here, you haven't seen a single imp, nothing from the first level of hell. That's sort of been plaguing you at Monsters University. It becomes like uh, almost a, a regular daily event, something you don't remark on anymore, but here, it looks like the rift between hell and the earth plane is pretty strong. Not the way it is in Las Vegas. <laughs> I guess it has to do with all the cult business and everything. We are always hearing about them on the radio and seeing them put on the cars. Okay, friends. And with that, you all retire to your respective rooms and hang out with your partners who you traveled with and uh, tell them all about your crazy day and the cool clown you met and the necromancer problems that you solved. Um, so yeah, that's episode 12, y'all. <laughs> I hope you had fun. I had a lot of fun doing Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> I didn't know we were this quick. <laughs> what was that, y'all? We were engrossed. That's good. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's introduce everybody one more time. We started with, uh, let's start with Lily this time. Hi, I'm Lily. I play Mel Violence. I'm a, a former mean girl from hell. Awesome. Where can people find you, Lily? Uh, LilyDemona.com. Uh, my Twitter is at LilyDemona. My Instagram is LilyDemona. Um, I'm just, I'm Googleable. You can find me that way. <laughs> cool. All right, Dahlia. I am Dahlia Von Knight and I play Zizix Licks and I am a, uh, goth bimbo clown. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, D Von Knight triple X and that's Knight with a K and you can Google me as well. Knight with a K, clown with a K. <laughs> uh, Div. Hi, I uh, played Bender, and I am Girlbot Div. Uh, I am also Googleable. Um, uh, most sites, Girlbot Div and Divsavel on Twitch. Awesome, Ricky. Yeah, I'm Ricky XXX Rails. Uh, you can Google me, find stuff uh, for me out there in places, uh, Twitter and other places. And I play Jazz. All right, awesome. I'm Jane Judge, and I've been your dungeon master and weird monster of all types tonight. Uh, I'm also very Googleable, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, Jane or Miss Jane Judge. That's what it is. <laughs> and I'm on Instagram at the Jane Judge. Um, and you can find us every Tuesday here playing Monsters University at Twitch.tv/JaneJudge. And then on Thursdays, you can watch the replay if you miss a Tuesday 
we restream that on the Suede Collective Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Suede Collective. Uh, does somebody want to do a little Suede plug? Lily, sure. You got the show. Yeah, I do. Uh, Suede is a uh, nonprofit run by sex workers for sex workers. We provide harm reduction. We do outreach. We give resources and supplies to uh, sex workers in need and just make sure that everyone is safe in what we are doing. We have a website. It is suedecollective.org where if you are a sex worker and you're in need, you can apply for help. Or if you would like to donate, you can also do that there to support what we're doing. We also have a Discord that you can join uh, if you're a sex worker. And it is a very lively community. And um, it's a great place to meet people. So, Yeah. Um, the Sex Work Network Discord is actually doing a series of professional development events in June and July. So uh, every week we're going to be doing a little event. So come by and hang out. Uh, you can DM any of us for the link. Okay, friends, that's it. Happy monstering. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Wah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs>